hello and thank you for listening or reading on my Substack, Closer Than You Think. This is Mark Scott, and we're getting into part two of Expectations Versus Wishes. Expectations Versus Wishes. This is part two. If you haven't listened to part one, I encourage you to go back and do that first. This one is subtitled Valuable Lessons on Handling Disappointment. Valuable Lessons on Handling Disappointment. And this article, these two parts, are part of a broader series, hopefully, that will work out that focuses on topics in schools and leadership and education. When drafting this article, I had one of those moments where I I got carried away looking at pictures and videos of babies and children on their birthdays. Most of the scenes included adults placing a bright candle on a colorful cake only inches away from the excited face of a youngster. The child's eyes would grow big as they gazed at the flame while grown-ups started singing. Inevitably, toddler-like curiosity would take over and the child would reach out and try to grab the flame. Some would even try to eat it. As to be expected, immediately afterward would come the frantic response of adults and the loud, frightened cries of the child. It is really quite predictable if you think about it, yet the episodes of Birthday Wishes Gone Wrong are still pretty funny. Wishes Gone Wrong could have been another title for this article. School leaders, as I stated in the first part, you cannot wish your way into better school culture. The antidote for our wishful thinking is to articulate clear expectations. So let's turn to what these expectations should look like. Again, in part one, we define what an expectation is broadly and generally. You really need that foundation first. So again, go to part one if you haven't read that or listened to that yet. Part two, let's look at what these expectations should look like. Characteristics of high quality expectations. First, they are applicable to all. The consistency and unity come from the fact that the same expectations are applied across the organization or school or classroom, regardless of age, gender, background, etc. Now, of course, it is important to realize that how each person meets the expectation may look different. That's where the differentiation comes in. But what we are not doing is holding people to different standards throughout our system. Some adults may feel it is beneath them to be held to the same expectations as students. However, I contend that it is inappropriate, unethical, immoral, and unprofessional for me to come to work and have higher expectations in any area for students over adults. It is necessary to start with the people with fully formed brains. Degrees, training, life experience, and professional certifications before the people who don't have those things. Expectations always start with the adults and their behaviors in a school building, but they apply to all. Students are not left off the hook. Again, it is inappropriate, unethical, immoral, and unprofessional to have higher expectations for children and teenagers who are still developing their cognitive functioning and have less life experience than for college-educated, professionally certified, trained, experienced adults with fully formed brains. 
The second characteristic of high-quality expectations, it passes the dead man's test. It passes the dead man's test. At a minimum, following an expectation should require a pulse. It is best to define expectations by the desired outcomes and tangible actions we want to see. Resist all of the no talking, no running, no tardies, no fighting expectations. All of these no-no rules only describe what we don't want to see and hear. So a quick test for an expectation is to ask yourself, could a dead man do this? A dead man cannot talk, not run, not yell, and all of those things. Much more can be expected of living beings. Tell them, or better yet, show them what you want them to do. The third characteristic of high-quality expectations is that they are easy to identify. Now that we have used the dead man's test to eliminate the negatives and the don'ts, we can focus on how to articulate the do's. With any good expectation, we know it when we see it. The most important words in expectations are verbs. We operationalize our expectations by clarifying what the actions look like. It is good when a student can describe the expectation in words, and even better when they can show you what it looks like. Any setting functions best with a few positively stated and clearly demonstrated expectations. The truth is we already do this all the time in public education. Unfortunately, we just often do it too late. Look at behavior intervention plans or BIPs or sometimes called BIPs and individualized education plans or IEPs in special education and behavior contracts. You will see a set of clearly defined replacement behaviors. These behaviors outline exactly what the student should do instead of the poor behaviors that they may be exhibiting on a regular basis. So they identify the behavior to replace the other behavior. My suggestion is to be proactive as a school leader or classroom teacher and introduce placement behaviors up front to illustrate to everyone how we act in this place. The fourth characteristic of high-quality expectations is that they never go away. What do we expect from each other all day, every day? Expectations are driven by ever-present values that guide our daily conduct if they are to help foster a healthy culture. Without trying to be too silly, this means I won't ever come to work with thoughts like these. Well, um, let's see. Today is Thursday, and my science department has selected Thursdays as their non-productive days, so I won't expect them to be productive. Or, see, the administrator was not prepared for the past faculty meeting, so it has been declared that the administrator no longer has to be prepared for staff meetings. If an expectation is good enough to have part of the time, then it is good enough to have all of the time. One thing is certain once we have done the necessary work to establish high-quality expectations. We will all fall short and fail to meet expectations at some point. I don't say this wistfully. You can expect it. You can count on it. Nobody is perfect. We all make mistakes. We all have bad days. 
What a proper perspective on expectations gives us is an opportunity to combine character and competence when handling disappointment. While all of this is true for adults, I'm going to focus on our interactions with students as I draw this article to a conclusion. One of our more profound interactions with a student happens when they disappoint us. And I use the word disappoint quite intentionally. I know some want to shy away from the word because they don't want to make students feel bad, but it is important for students to learn this lesson as I will hopefully illustrate. An expectation is what was appointed to happen for us. The expectation is so important because it is the appointed outcome for the student learning. I am appointing the student to accomplish something. Another way to think about it is meeting their expectation is their appointment. When a student fails to meet an expectation, he essentially misses an appointment. We help students mature as whole people if we can help them equate disappointment with misappointment or a missed appointment. When a student fails to meet an expectation, he needs to reschedule an appointment to make up for the disappointment. Let's consider a real life analogy. Missing a doctor's appointment. The consequences of missing a medical appointment can be many. It could mean an extra interruption to your calendar as you take more time off work or arrange additional childcare. You will likely have to handle other logistics such as transportation. There could be a cancellation fee. Of course, the biggie could be that you don't get the medical care you are seeking in a timely fashion. The fact is, there is at the very least an inconvenience attached to missing the appointment. That is what disappointment does mean. What it does not mean is that you must give up on health care altogether. It does not mean that you are kicked out of the medical system and that you should no longer seek treatment. It simply means that it is a disappointment. And to repair it, you need to reschedule the appointment. You face the inconvenience and then you restore the plan or relationship and you recover from the situation. This is the cycle of life and continuous improvement. It is a sign of growth and maturity and responsibility. The more a student learns and does this, the more they can take ownership of recovering and reconciling and making it right. This is how they grow from their experiences. This relates directly to our campus culture around expectations. If we are too vague and wishy-washy with expectations, then students have little direction and tend to make excuses for their behaviors. However, if we have a long list of unreasonable expectations with a list of gotcha punishments, then we cause students to disengage. They give up and sometimes sabotage the system and usually themselves in the process. In the end, it is not only about setting up effective systems and structures with quality expectations, it is also about developing the young people we work with into healthy adults. The purpose of expectations is to create an environment of safety and excellence for the whole community or organization, not demanding perfection from individuals. If we are honest and hold high expectations, then we must also be honest about disappointment. It will happen. Fortunately, it provides us with rich teaching moments when working with young people. Finally, it is critical to remember a key principle. Support precedes accountability. Support precedes accountability. We must not skip the step of explicitly teaching, modeling, and equipping students 
to meet the expectations that are placed upon them. We do not leave it up to chance. Like everything else in education backed by research, we must be explicit and systematic in our approach if we want the best results.